Welcome to the Invincible Innovation Show, the podcast for changemakers. Each week, I talk to the most fascinating entrepreneurs and innovation leaders about innovation, strategy, and design. Hey, everyone. Great to see you. And the question we're here to ask is, how could we build a strong, powerful innovation culture? Welcome to Invincible Innovation Live. I'm Adima Zorkalio, innovation and value creation expert, and I'll be your host. And today with me, I have Henrik Carlsen. Great Hi, to see you. Great so to happy see you. to see you here. Thank you for having me. Sure. So Henrik is the founder and innovation manager at Blue Trampoline. Great to Great. see you. We're live, we're live on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook, and you're much invited to join the discussion and then talk with us, and we can just start. So what is the thing that you, you mentioned about the culture? What is the most important aspect of the innovation culture? Um, good question, because culture is, is one of those soft things that, that's, that's really difficult to get their, their, their hands about, your hands about. So we... we kind of like to define it as, as the behavior and the habits, the things you do uh, and can uh, consider the right ones and the right things to do uh, in, in, uh, in your company. So we would actually rather talk about, we think culture is defined by the way you act and the behavior and the, the things you, you think are important. And in order to promote that behavior, that innovative, creative behavior we want to do, we We think we need three things in, in, in companies. We need, the, of course, the processes, the tools, and the skills of creative uh, people. We, think, we actually think many companies have already invested in that, and they are actually pretty good in that. There's been written, I think there's 60,000 books out currently on, on innovation processes and how to innovate, and you, yeah. you had one out recently yeah, too, Addy, and I bought it. I haven't read it yet, but I look forward you to should. it. It's I so will. it's 60,001 right now. 60,001, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's actually quite a lot of understanding what we need to do from a process point of view. But, but, but innovation and, and behavior is so much more than that because there are sponsors of processes and buyers of behaviors and skills and stuff. So we need that two things we, we also need to do in order to, to, to drive the behavior that can give us a, an innovation culture. And it's, we, we still need these... We call it future-based visions and strategies for innovation. What is it actually we want to achieve uh, through innovation? We want, we want to have the vision. We want to have the strategy. We want to have like specific themes or arenas which we want to explore and invest in. And our recent latest data suggests actually that it's only one-fourth of all companies who have that. Uh, so well, when a vision, a vision for the future of, of the... A vision and a strategy for innovation, like an innovation strategy, to, oh. uh, 75% do not have that. So yeah. the question comes in order when we want to have this innovative behavior, we have the processes and we have the tools and we all read Osterwalder's books and all that, and they are great. But the question is, if we don't put it into a strategic context, what do we need them for? You know, right. what, what is actually the, the, the job to be done with innovation? Uh, so we need to have that. And then, of course, we also need to have some kind of organizational infrastructure in order to make it easy, actually, to submit ideas, to get funding for ideas, to prioritize ideas, to make decisions. So we want to have like sufficient funding for innovation. We want to have some leaders who take ownership uh, for it. And we want to have some quick decision processes as well. Yeah. Because if you don't have a direction about if, if we were a car, 
if the car was the innovation team and we want to to go somewhere we don't know where to go and we don't even have the fuel <laughs> to go there mm -hmm. we would not really go that far but that that's right. actually what happens in 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 many big companies uh particular when we uh, when we um when we talk about uh, innovation we we had too many senior leaders in both private and public companies saying that you know we expect our people to be innovative but the question is actually also okay so what what can we actually expect the other way around by by the leaders of those companies yeah of course um, of course and it's a big it, problem because i think it it's is it i think it's kpmg who had some some research out recently that that 74 percent of all ceos they actually fear that their current business model will be disrupted by either yeah. new technology but, but what do they do so the question is, what do you do with this fear? Will will they act upon it or not? You know, um, like what what you said about the infrastructures is related to incentivization. Huh? Are the CEOs incentivized, you know, to innovate? And mm. what is like the board of directors saying? Most of them are more mm. uh, grown up. So, so mm. it's like I think on average they are sixty years old on the their uh, board of directors. Mm. So, mm. what do they see as? And how do you really create this? top-down thing in mm -hmm. innovation. And, and we really need them to take more responsibility and invest more of their personal time in this agenda. And we can actually see 80% of them, they spend less than 10%, less than 10% of their own time on the innovation agenda. Because, yeah. you know, it's not really the skill set, it's not the toolbox uh, they learned when they, uh, when, when, uh, when, when they went to school. So the big question is really, how can we make organizations just as innovative and creative as the people working in them yeah, <laughs> because right. too much is going is, is going to waste uh, really it's it's yeah. um so back to your questions we, we we pretty much have our hands around the processes tools and skills but we still need the direction where we want to go with innovation and the infrastructure actually to to have some roads where the cars can uh, can drive yeah. on if we should yeah. be in that um, uh, philosophy and and it starts with leadership i guess yeah uh, i agree what you said about the ceo makes really sense because if 80 percent of them invest only 10 percent of their time it's related to what they're expected to do you know they're incentivized by their revenue per quarter uh -huh. so they're not looking ahead they're looking to currently the operational uh, situation and what can they do and make more sales actually so uh -huh. this is what they're focused on and this is uh -huh. how they're incentivized to to, to work so how can we make that different, right? Yeah, and we don't say it's wrong. Of course, they should exploit what they have and get as much value, capture as much value from that. But, sure. um, you know, if, if you're an airplane industry or, or run an air, airline, it's it's not really about how, how can we get even more routes now because, you know, Zoom pretty much disrupted the industry. Um, and 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 it's it's more exploration now than an exp exploitation, and and the behaviors, and the 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 considerations about what is right and wrong behavior in situations like this does not support innovation because it's it's too intangible. It's it's still a quite an immature discipline in 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 yeah. most large and established companies, and we really yeah. need to do something about that uh, right. fast. I yeah. understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So what are the biggest obstacles to innovation as you see it? I, I would say bureaucracy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. if, if you think about it, we, we, since 1908, when, when Henry Ford designed the Ford T, um, we, we, 
we pretty much spent more than 100 years now making big organizations 99% fit for exploitation. And, and these organizations, the Henry Ford was the right way to do it. Uh, because that allowed us to 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 do things at large scale and we do it efficiently and etc cetera, etc cetera. but it was different times 100 years ago um what was the right solution on how to organize a, a company at that time is not necessarily the right way to do it today but it's but it's the legacy we still have yeah. even even 50 years ago i think it was in the late 70s that there was a guy called herbert simon he even won a nobel prize in economics and and his main message was really that companies are first and foremost designed for exploitation and they should do almost whatever they can in order to eliminate risk and uncertainty and yeah. <laughs> and, it, yeah. and 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 innovation is actually about risk and uncertainty and I, I agree we should do whatever we can to de-risk and all that but but there needs to be an element of of of, uh, of risk taking um, yeah. as, as as well in in um, in companies and we spent 50 years in that and 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 it's basically formed the way we think um it's formed the way we design organizations how we make decisions how we set goals and kpis um and on what basis we hire and promote and fire people um yeah it's 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 very seldom actually not very often that you talk to companies they all say that we need to be innovative and all that but when you talk about how do you actually make sure that you consider innovation and creativity when you hire people they don't really it's it's very yeah. very few they, they still talk about what did you achieve from a performance point of view in your last yeah. year uh, Google yeah. is probably one of the few who does, but 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 um, it's it's yeah. it's 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 not a lot, um, really. So we 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 really have 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 spent more than a hundred years now trying to trying to fine tune the way Henry Ford thought of as what what an ideal organization uh, mm -hmm. looked like, and and even though it's very very good for exploitation. It's not really that good for non-standard situations as yeah. <laughs> as we are yeah, in now, yeah. and it's also why we see so many reorgs all the time because now we redesign the organization so it's fit to the time we are in right now, and then there comes a pandemic. Now we do another one, and now hopefully there will come a, a vaccine soon. Now we do a third one, uh, and 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 before we finish, the times has changed again. I'll just reach out for a book here, Adi. Um, sure. So when when I did my MBA, I think it's about I finished about seven years ago. This this book it's called MBA Management Models. It's a very good book and it was probably the book I I I used most during my my three years of study at my MBA. It's two hundred and twenty five pages. There's not a single one <laughs> dealing <laughs> with creativity yeah. or innovation. So yeah, wonder what we think. What what would the solution to 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 disruption B that would probably be look in the traditional strategic models and we use yeah. and we use um, tools that are really designed for exploitation and execution we use those to 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 uh, to to do exploration and innovation and it's yeah not working it's like painting a wall with a screwdriver <laughs> it's, yeah I uh, totally agree and and when you think it's not only exploitation it's for a specific 
kind of company, if you're a manufacturer, if you're a factory, it's really different than a software company or uh, the technology that we have right now is so different and the way the, the organizations in, in, in related to technology are built and mm. the changes are much, much faster. Mm. And therefore, when you go into the virtual world, to the software world, where most of the money right now is, is in, mm. I would say that in innovation for sure, so I would say that what you need to think about is not how the factories or the big uh, manufacturing publishing companies were, were, were working right now. You need to understand differently. And the advantage of these new companies is that they know how to work in an unknown, uncertain situation. Mm. Mm. And, and right now we have a very unknown, uncertain situation change, which is so fast and so mm big global mm. and if the companies don't handle this unknown it's like they should have done it before because the market yeah. changed the clients changed the, the all the everything around them changed so they need to change but right now because it's so fast and mm. so like global mm. they cannot really run away from it and say okay it will we'll do that and it will pass on yeah. it will not <laughs> it's it's too slow and it's it's actually to an extent I, I i would not go that far as as some of the most uh, extreme in this area where they say they actually doubt that that large organizations and these legacy organizations they they can actually solve any big problems <laughs> even though everybody talks about jobs to be done they cannot do it because you know we have an idea, we need to test it on customers. We cannot get access to customers because these are the, the in the ownership of the sales team and they will not allow it and, and all that. It's 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 really, really a big problem. And even though lots of these ways of organizing organizing are, are designed in the, in the software industry uh, where you have worked uh, quite a lot as, as, as well, I think they're applicable for 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 many types of of innovation. Yeah. We we actually see in we are working with the with the the mayor's office at the moment in one of the biggest towns in in, in Denmark, and they are actually trying to to implement uh, these ways of thinking. And, and 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 these are quite bureaucratic organizations, but they are actually yeah. starting to experimenting. And we can see you know um, ideas who's been in the organization for one, two, or three years. Are actually now getting uh, getting momentum, and and in in a, in a week they can go further than they've done in a in the last year. Um, yeah. So of course they should not probably hundred percent looks like they do in the in the software industry, but there are definitely elements that we can um, sure that sure. we can uh, that we can use. Yeah, this. I think that I've been twenty years in in, te in techno uh, technology and technological companies, but I think that the way they see things is very. Um, you know, like we need to be up to date all the time. So we need to be flexible and, and the flexibility is something that any, any organization needs. It's not okay. only the fact that they're working on software. So uh, mm -hmm. of course it's needed. So we started to talk about the change with COVID. So how do you see innovation mm -hmm. affected by COVID? I, I think a lot of companies are, are, are quite worried now, and they have. Uh, we, we saw some good news. Uh, I think it was day before yesterday from Pfizer about uh, some some potential vaccine results that looks great. Yes. Thanks for that. Um, but we 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 saw in the beginning we have actually seen cases of of companies we we followed in in the in the in the media where where we thought okay you know we we had three or four or five 
patterns in those that would be mostly disrupted by the COVID. And, and we actually saw some of them saying that we think in a few months this will all be over and we will be back to normal. And, and how they actually changed that argument month to month and now they're actually close to bankruptcy. And, and, and these were very strong companies recently. And it's again, it's, it's because of bureaucracy because they, they cannot change. But what we have seen is we actually did a survey recently, not a very big one. I think it was 42 companies uh, in, in, involved in it. And 67% and, and of them said that innovation had become a more important topic during the pandemic. And for obvious reasons, I, 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 um, I think. But what we also learned was that three out of four said at the same time that it has become much more difficult <laughs> to get resources and funding for ideas. So even though, and I guess that's that's the lack of innovation culture again, the need for it goes up, but the opportunities goes, goes down. And be, because where's the budget, who should decide and who should allocate and, and, and all that. Yeah, it, se and, it seems to me that it's like doing an insurance. You're doing innovation all the time. And when the, the market will, will change, and it will surely change. Right now it's a big change, but it will surely change, we'll be prepared. So mm. we don't need to run after our competitors. We need to lead the market. Mm. Mm. And if you're not doing it in, in regular time, right now you might be too late you know, to get everything ready for that. Exactly. And it's basically about uh, focusing on your customers and your users instead of your competitors be be because they're being disrupted too. <laughs> um, sure. And we, sure. we see... Which, which most companies don't think. They think about how to control the market, how to handle the competitors, how to to have more customers, how to reach to other like countries. They are not thinking about these specific people that they're building for. In many cases, in big companies, they're like 90% of the company never met a client. Maybe yeah. only sales and support, you see yeah. that. Yeah. So how do they, can, how can they relate to someone and really understand that he's changing? Yeah. And they don't know that. They, they don't know that. We, we can see in terms of types of innovation, we can see during the pandemic that, that we see more focus on business model innovation and compared to the traditional R&D types of, 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 uh, of innovation. At the moment, we're working with a customer. Um, they had a, relied very much on personal sales. Like I go to Tel Aviv, we sit around the table and we get to know it, each other that way and they cannot do that anymore. How, how, how do they design a, a new channel uh, in order to sell and, and, uh, and, and maintain yeah. um, relationship? When we go back to the financial crisis in 2008, we see some of the same patterns because we saw the companies who invested in innovation prior to the financial crisis also did it during the crisis and after the crisis. And the ones who didn't before the crisis because they were too busy exploiting and earning money, um, in 2008, they didn't invest in innovation either because now they were too busy fixing problems and didn't have money to invest in innovation. So again, it's back to the mindset and 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 the culture uh, in the company and and about how they they um, they they think it. We think it's more severe this time actually because the last time was just a financial crisis, um, but this one could be a financial crisis. Some countries are severely hit already in industries, sure. but it's also um, a crisis in terms about how we um, 
we actually travel and form relationships and meet people and do business. So, so yeah. it can be, um, it can be uh, much, much harder, uh, much harder this time. Um, but it's not easy. But no, it doesn't go away. And I also think I understand from a logical point of view, when, when you're under pressure, you try to go back to what have been a success last time. But a lot has happened in the last 10 years. What, what helped you through the last financial crisis is not necessarily the same that will help you through yeah. this one. Uh, I would say a lot has happened in the last eight months. Oh. <laughs> so for me, it's, it's like it looks like a year that, I don't know what happened here in this this year. Yeah. Like we're almost in December, so it's that year, yeah. and and many companies are trying to really understand what's going on. So how is everything changes within yeah. the company and outside the company? It's yeah. like all over, which is like wow. In the beginning of March, I've I've never heard about Zoom or Mario or Mural or these things. Now I use them all the time. It's <laughs> it's never heard of them a year ago or nine months ago. Never yeah, I had, uh, uh, I think my first guest even is from Ural, and he mm-hmm. said that right now they're flourishing and happy for them that they're flourishing. It's really great to know. Um, so, so we talked about these changes that they need to do, which because they are so, they are so big and bureaucracy is everything. So mm-hmm. how can they do this change and even fast right now? It's, it was hard for them to do it slowly but now now they need to do it even faster now you need to do it even faster yeah i i think it really again it starts with the senior leadership team they they they, they really need for innovation to succeed um it has to be this that important for the senior management team that if they do not succeed with this innovation they will be in trouble because if it's not that if it's not life or that death for them pretty much they will not prioritize it they'll they'll, they'll do other things so as, as corporate innovators, we also have a, a big challenge ahead of us in order to, to bridge the gap between the innovation agenda and the strategic agenda in, in, uh, in companies. Um, and and it, it really needs to be that uh, in, 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 in important. And the senior leadership teams must also invest their personal time in this. It doesn't necessarily, if you're a thousand people or 10,000 people, you don't necessarily need to say, okay, now we need all 10,000 to be, be, be creative and innovative, but you need to design and allow for, 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 uh, for small teams, get close to the customers, um, work autonomously uh, in, in, instead of that. That's what they can do. As, as pilots and small experiments and, and as we go, try to scale it to, to, uh, to, to, uh, to more parts of, of, of the innovation. So now they need to experiment with new products and new business model, but they certainly also need to experiment with new ways of working. And uh, it would have been nice if they have done a bit of practice before. Um, <laughs> nice for them, for sure. That would, 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 uh, would, would have helped them. Um, so again, I think they should start designing some clear visions about going back to the basis. We've seen some companies working. What what is this actually our company is about? What is the value proposition? What is the the, the things we actually want to do for our customers? And then forget a bit about the products and the business model and the services and say, okay, are there other ways of doing that? Again, it's in hindsight that I know that's easy. If If you are a business airline, you bring people together so they can do business. Well, Zoom does exactly the same. Um, but but too many big companies, they they their identity is probably 
too caught up in the products they are making. When when we hear about big companies um, doing presentations about themselves, they talk about the production sites. How many tons of packaging in an hour can they produce, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. It's it's not really interesting for, for for that many people. It's about why they're doing it, and then try to 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 figure out some innovation themes in some innovation arenas where we see okay, um, this is a big problem. We need to fix that. How do, we don't have the answers, but we need to allocate some funds and some some new ways of working, and then see what sure. we can can come up with. Yeah. Basically, where there's value at stake. It's it's uh, yeah. I think that that what you said about we this is the problem. We don't have the funds, but we might have the funds. But what what I think about is you have so many advantages over small companies or in startups. You have connections in your industry. You have suppliers. You have connection with your clients. You know so much about what's going on, and sometimes you really have the money. Although if you're in crisis, you have less. Mm-hmm. So you you have so many advantages and you need to use them in order to do things differently mm-hmm. and not only the way that you've done it till now or maybe in some cases even not at all. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. And, so we're and back that, to the we're back to the bureaucracy again here, aren't we? Uh, in yeah. in a way, where they have all the things going for them, except the vision, except the passion, the <laughs> except passion. except the, uh, the 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 ways of working. There's we work with some behavioral experts and they, they say that as humans, we have two systems, system one and two. System one is the things that's relatively easy for us. Things we do without too much thinking. Um, um, I need to book a sales meeting. We need to do another campaign. We need to do a facelift. You know, that's that's things we have processes and systems for. And then there's system two. These are the things that are more difficult where we need to be creative, find new ways. and. And in a bureaucracy and in a big organization, if you have an idea, wow, I think this could be a great idea. I need to, who, who should I pitch it to? Don't know. Then you find a manager you can pitch it to. Should we do it? No, we need to speak to, to my boss as well and the boss's boss and the boss's boss's boss and, and, and all that. And when we all agree it's a good idea, okay, now we need to fund it. How do we fund it? I don't know. And then it starts, it's, it's everything is basically a system two or many things is when we yeah. come in, in, talk about innovation in, in large companies. And again, it's back to the behaviors and the habits and what we consider being right and wrong and what we have designed the organization for. I think it was, yeah. I, I heard an interview not long ago with Gary Hamill. And, and he even said that that it's actually, in many times it's easier for a woman in Bangladesh to get a microloan for $1,000 than it is for a PhD in corporate America to get a thousand dollars for an experiment, and it's <laughs> and it's down to bureaucracy, and it's yeah yeah it's, it's crazy weird. it's crazy. Yeah. What you said about passion is really important. You know, because we built these organizations this way, even people are very creative and passionate. They really want to do things because maybe it's boring for them to do the same thing, and they want challenges, and they want and they have great ideas. They could not work for sure for a long time in these organizations. So they decide to go outside and to be entrepreneurs and to do something in a smaller company sometimes because they have more impact and they could do things. And instead of these big companies utilizing these people and they have this, if you have 10,000 people, you probably have some of them like that. And instead of giving them the option to do 
better things and to take you to the future, you oppress them because they cannot do it actually. You don't have the systems in order to do that. And, and, it's, and it's really sad to think about Like when you imagine, let's say that you're an, an airline or we always talk about airline. Let's talk about entertainment. Okay, you're in the entertainment industry and you have 5,000 people in your company and you, you know that you need to change. It's, it's clearly not going to work as it worked in the, in the past. Okay, mm -hmm. so you'll not have big concerts. You'll not have like huge events in, as in the past. So what could you do? And because these five people are getting salaries, And no matter what happens, they will get the salary. Sometimes they'll be deducted because they don't have money. But the fact is that you're running out of cash. Mm. So instead of taking these people and telling them, okay, now we need to do something different and have the mechanism to do so, mm. you will go bankrupt and all mm. of them will get fired. Yeah, it was actually back in 2012, I think it was, when, 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 when Kodak filed for Chapter 11, like up until the the end people were being promoted and paid bonuses for doing a big job, a good job. And they did what they were paid to do good. And I'm sure they were brilliant people, but they were just sure. doing the wrong things. Uh, and, and, it, and, and it didn't help them. And we, we, we see it again and again and, uh, and again. And we also see that in, in, in big companies and, and um, there are also small companies who, who find this difficult. And there are also big companies who's doing a brilliant job uh, innovating, uh, but sure. we're talking general terms, but it's when you, when you consider people, they, they get paid to do a job, but we don't trust them enough that if they have a, a assumption that this could be a way or an idea, we don't trust them enough to explore it. We need to find a person far, far away from the customers. <laughs> to validate whether the assumption is right. And it takes more time and it's more expensive instead of just doing a small experiment with a very, very limited customer group. And then when they, it's five o'clock, they leave work, they go into a community, they may be volunteers in the local soccer club or whatever, and they have no money, they are not being paid, and they do the most extraordinary things. Right. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's really, It's amazing. And if yeah. we could have that um, commitment uh, in companies and, and hunger and curiosity and, and all that, it would be a lot could, a lot could happen. Um, sure. Sure. It's, it's like you have the talents, mm -hmm. but they are not utilized. It's yeah. like sometimes you don't have the talent. Sometimes most of your organizations are people who would like to come at nine and work till five and leave and that's it. And it's mm -hmm. okay. You need people who are persistent and who are doing their job exactly and, and it's fine. But mm -hmm. you need the percentage, and I would say it's not a small percentage right now, of people that could do things differently and take you to your future and not only hold you in this position. Because as you can see, it's for me to think that the companies in the past, they were like 60 or 65 years old, and now they're almost 17 in, 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 on average, the 17 years old a company, then it goes down. For me to say, it, okay, so big, big companies, it's like it's their time, they could go, and then smaller companies would come. Yeah. But, but when you think it, about it, they shouldn't go because they have so many talents and skills and knowledge. They just need to use it differently. 
and, and and we really need them because we you know we need jobs we need um, right. hospitals we need all that so we we, we really depend on these big companies yeah uh, and we, because, we need persistent jobs which exactly. is not risky because, because smaller companies are more risky for them for the employees yeah. sometimes but even though we, we we have the big techs and and they do tremendous things and they hire lots of people but when you look at it on a global scale, it, it's really not that many people <laughs> who, who, who works yeah. there compared to the car industry. Yeah, uh, yeah of course. So we really, we really need them to, um, and help them to, to, um, to solve this problem. And, 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 and the industry, you and I are in at it. We, we also have a job to be done there. So how can we actually get our messages across? Um, that's and, and, and that's, that's one of the challenges, um, we, we have to, um, to, to, um, to, to work with. Um, and it, it is, and when we look at it, if you look at in the beginning of the year, right now, the, the, the 10 or 20 biggest companies in the world and look at the same list 20 years ago, it's pretty much, um, I, I think 15 out of 20 has, uh, have, have, have swapped. Um, yeah. it's, um, and, and, and the fact that the tech, the big tech companies are getting bigger and bigger. It's something that, yeah, it makes sense because they're doing things really well and they're innovating all the time and getting more products and more new services out there. But on the other hand, it means that they are monopolizing the, the market and you cannot really go after, you know, like doing any kind of e-commerce without really relating to Amazon, for example, and so that. forth. It's really, really hard. So. Yeah. So it means that the smaller companies, they don't need to be like very, very small, smaller than, than 600,000 people in Amazon. Mm. The smaller companies, they're really struggling. So we need the variety of companies as a society in order mm. to get more services and to get more products out there, which are good for, for us as, as, as clients and customers. Right. Yeah, and I and I think they should go big uh, back to when they were children. As uh, they they should they should have dreams. What what is it that what what is the difference they want to do uh, in in the world? There's a lot of, you know, back to my book uh, from my MBA, and yeah. there's a lot about burning platforms, and that's basically about do something when you face a problem. I think maybe we should go back to and we should we should convince companies that it's burning platforms are okay because we need to act on them but burning ambitions are so much stronger right. really and and that's Thank also you. from a change in cultural point of view that's an easier sell because when we are on burning platform we know it's probably headcounts and, and cost savings and, and all that when when it's burning ambitions we we are not avoiding things we are achieving things and, right. and, and I think really we need to um, to to um, to work on that. So we should have yeah. business dreams uh, again. Yeah. After the worldwide uh, World War II in Germany, they had all this Wirtschaftswunder about they need to reinvent the entire country, and, and yeah. they did. And and maybe the 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 industrial age are facing the same challenge now on the yeah. back of COVID-19. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree to what you're saying, that we need to think about the personal motivations and what people need want to do in the world. You can see it in many cases, like in the 
big tech companies, their empl employees are thinking, am I working for a good company? Do I want to take my talents and skills into this aim? Am I doing the right thing, which is so important today? And, and you see that the way that people see and perceive the world is changing, and therefore it's really going to to, to different direction. Mm. And, and the question is, what companies could really grasp that and seize this opportunity as something to grow with? Mm. And, and I think this is the, the, what, what's like, what do they need to handle right now? It's like there are so many opportunities are, right now because everything is changing. You need to, to catch these like changes in mindsets, changes in, in behaviors and just fill, fill this gap of mm. un, unfulfilled needs, actually. Mm. So mm. this is what mm. we need to do. But this is when times are changing. Legacy systems and bureaucracy sees when times are changing, it's, it's changing, it's a problem. Innovative yeah. companies, it's an opportunity, right. and, and 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 I think that's the mindset they should. Uh, I, I'm sure for Zoom, I think they have a combined market value that's that's twice the value of the six or seven biggest airlines in the world right now. Um, yeah. I know nobody could have predicted the COVID nineteen. It's it's sure, sure. there's a lot of coincidence in 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 that, but nevertheless, they were ready to scale when the opportunity was there. Um, right. Yeah. Right. So I want to thank you. We're almost done. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you if people want to reach out and, and hear more on you and contact you, what, where should they go? They, they can go to uh, our website. It's, it's bluetrembling.com. They can look me up on, uh, on LinkedIn. That's, that's probably the, uh, the easiest uh, way I'm, um, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open and approachable and I have an email as well. HK at bluetrampoline.com if, if people want to to hear more about it. If, if we have time for it, we, we, we actually have, now we talked about what, what goes wrong, but we also have a, a pretty good case. It's a travel agency we work with doing this mm -hmm. pandemic and, and they are tr challenged to say the least as sure. well. And we were approached by, by a, a travel agent um, back in March in the start of the pandemic who said, okay, th th this is really done now. It, you know, our business model is disrupted. What can we do? And instead of doing the traditional, well, how can, how can we cut costs? How can we do this and this? We, we took an explorative approach and say, we, 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 we created some hypothesis. I say, what if we could, or we believe we could sell some kind of value proposition to customers domestically instead of so they shouldn't travel? In the beginning, they didn't really believe that. But they say, Let, let's do the first small experiment. Let's, let's engage with the, the, the customer list they already had in the CM system. And a long story short, one experiment at a time, in five weeks, this travel agency actually managed to change the entire program for the summer, for international destination to domestic destinations with a slightly different product market mix and, 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 uh, and another business model. And they are actually now in index 153 compared to last year. So they are actually growing by 50% this year compared to last year wow. because of a strong innovation culture. And it's yeah. it's probably the only travel agency in the world who's doing that right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. so it, it, can be, it can be very fast as well. It's um, yeah. it's it's. Um, yeah, I totally agree. It's it's a good story what you said. Like in general, I think we need more good stories right now, and and yeah. the stories about companies who decided to seize this opportunity, these opportunities out there, and, and yeah. go and, and do something different. Yeah. And um, I want to thank you for your time, Henrik. It's no been right. a pleasure. Thank you. Talk thank to you, you later. Very much. Sure. You. And to all of you change maker out there, thank you for joining. I'll see you next uh, next time. Have a great day. Bye bye.
I'm Adima Zaukario, and you've been listening to the Invincible Innovation Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, invincibleinnovation.com, where you can learn more about our programs and my book, Innovating Through Chaos. I'll be waiting for you next week in our next episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.